Hi, this is Jeff Hammond, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN. 720 WGN, typically high atop Chicago in the Skyline Studio, but here, Ground Central, the epicenter for racing action for championship weekend for NASCAR here at Phoenix Raceway. When it comes to championships, exciting to have a guy in the line who knows a little something about that. One of the greatest crew chiefs of all time and one of the most beloved voices and personalities in motorsports. And, of course, NASCAR, the one and only Jeff Hammond. Jeff, welcome to WGN. My pleasure and my privilege. I really uh, am excited about this weekend. I love what you're saying. Yes, uh, a lot going on in Phoenix. It all comes down to one race, four drivers. You know, with all those storylines too, right? Because it builds up a lot of the usual ones, like who's going to win, who's has the momentum, but then some things that are sort of out of the box, right? And these questions that are happening. I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you a little bit about your thoughts on the Ross Chastain situation. At first, it seemed like it was like, whoa. And then now there's a lot of people saying, hey, hey, hold on a minute. Well, I think right now, you know, people are trying to make what could be a, a newfound way of racing. I mean, let's let's go all the way back to the very beginning when we talk about drafting. That was discovered by my former boss, Junior Johnson, when he was racing at Daytona and all of a sudden realized his under-horsepower car uh, couldn't get the job done being out front. But he found out if I run in the back behind these guys, I could use that, you know, dead air to keep up. And I, have, I figured out how to make it work to where I could pass and win a race. Well, that finding has been, you know, kind of like a mainstay in, in NASCAR. And what Ross Chastain deal may have been the modern way to pass that was been basically unthought of or untested. And I think a lot of the drivers, some of the complaints are, well, you know, this could happen or that could happen. Well, it didn't. I mean, he made a, a conscientious move to try to give himself a chance to make it into the championship round. Well, which it paid off. But think about it like this. You know, he, he was an innovator, and he was daring enough to try it. I mean, he went up there and threw caution of the wind, and he knew. That, I mean, think about it in this kind of context. He's coming down the back straightaway at a half-mile race. So he's got a quarter of a mile. He's got to pick up at least two positions to be able to possibly transfer into the championship round. Going down the back straightaway, he's out. Entering turn three, he's still out. Midway through three and four, he's still out. Coming off of turn four, he's still out. And by the time he got back to the start-finish line, he made up the distance and beat Denny Hamlin by three feet oh. and, and garnered enough points to be able to put himself in the championship round. To me, that took guts. It took you know daring and, and a man who said, how bad do I want it? Well, folks, let me just show you. And he did. It's so bad, Jeff, that he would think outside all of the conventional norms to do it. We were talking with some of the NBC folks and Jeff Burton said that even if someone had suggested that to him, even if a crew chief came up with it and suggested it, they would have been like, that's crazy. We're not doing that. Can't do that. Not going to do that. I think really what you have here, and I want your thoughts on it is we really got an insight and we have over the course of this year into Ross Chastain, you know, that he is a talented driver and with equipment, he can contend for championships. But I think you got a, just a little glimpse into really what he's made of. And I think it's special. It is very special. I mean, you know, we give so much credit to some of the old guys like Mario Andretti, AJ Ford, Parnelli Jones, you know, David Pierce and Richard Petty because of what they did early on in, in their careers. And everybody just loved them, made them into heroes because of that. Dale Earnhardt, 
I mean, they were they were remembered and they were you know revered because of what they did. They did something with race cars that no other humans could do. And I think Ross Chastain says, "Hey, that history is still alive today, and I'm bringing it." I mean, he you're right. He he showed at, at Coda whenever he they had what three or four passes on the final lap, and he you know he muscled his way up through there, and he wound up getting himself a big win. It kind of kind of. I think accelerated and started his, you know, run of what he was willing to do. And he made a lot of people upset because he was so aggressive, so daring. And he was able to throttle that back over the second half of the year, be very consistent, place well, and, and win some big races along the way that, you know, again, locked him in to the chase. And, but, you know, with one race to go, you know, he had to do something even more daring than he'd done all year long to be able to get this done. And the cool thing about it was, he didn't hurt anybody, yep. you know. He didn't do he didn't do anything that was outside the rules, and he was able to make it work for him. Now, again, you may take him back there next week after this championship is over and say, "Do that again. Show me you can do it again." He may not be able to. I mean, that's the circumstances, the scenario, everything about it. It happened that day, and we got a chance to basically see what a miracle really is. It was really right. It was a moment in time, and if you take it at that, and of course it puts him in a championship, he has just as much chance to win it as anybody out out there. But you, I think you hit on it, Jeff. It's, it's a moment in time. It is one of those miracles. It's right up there with like the spin and win and the pass and the grass and all of that kind of stuff that goes into the history books. And for fans, you know, they're, they're not on the fence about this. They think that it's, I mean, everybody can get lost in the details of whether it could go forward and all that, but I think people are excited to do it and bring so much attention to the sport. I was surprised talking with Chase Elliott that instead of at least enjoying that people were excited and it was a fun moment in NASCAR, but Chase was, he dismissed, he's like, it's embarrassing. That's what he said. I didn't see that. I didn't necessarily think that. I don't think that that, overlays the sport and represents nascar and takes away from all the people doing all the everyday normal things to to be successful i was surprised that he had that and he could have more fun with it i think what we're hearing here may be and again i'm speaking for what my perception of his reaction is i think it's maybe a little bit of jealousy or something he did something that i wish i'd have done (laughs) you know because you know here you get you're talking about a guy that's already got a championship and, you know, big wins across his career. And, and he's very, very popular. But to me, you, you got to understand and appreciate what fans are all about. They're about the daring and, and the excitement that goes into racing. And too many times we are hanging our hats on wild crashes and fights. This is one of those moments that you can truly appreciate because nobody got hurt. No, no, there were no fans in danger. There were no, no drivers came in, in the, any kind of harm's way. And I, yeah, you could have said, oh, yeah, he could have climbed that wall and went up in the grandstands. It didn't happen. He could have hit the wall and all of a sudden shot across the racetrack and wrecked somebody, maybe hurt them. It didn't happen. So we're trying to judge something off of what didn't happen and what could happen. Let's focus on what did happen. It energized it became number one on, on sports center for nascar going into championship week going up against the world series and nfl that says a lot about what the fans and even espn recognized that oh this is a wild moment for us and i think it gave a lot of synergy and buzzwords around and my son come home he works for john deere 
And he said, you won't believe everybody talking at the shop about what happened at March. <laughs> everybody. And, and again, he's, he, he's grown up around racing. And he couldn't get over the amount of buzz that was happening. He, I'm going out here on these farms and these farmers, and they're talking about it. I mean, come on. I mean, That's as grassroots as you can be. You know, Jeff, and you hit on it, too. And so whether it was people that have been in and around racing their entire life or, or just office workers that are in a city somewhere and, and have never paid attention to it, it was that kind of moment. In this day and age, with all those distractions out there and all those things to look at, it's hard to cut through and get people's attention. Even when you look at the NASCAR purists and all those traditionalists, they have to admit that the thing that really jettisoned NASCAR to another level at a point where it wasn't where it was, where it was going was, you know, Cale Yarbrough and Donnie Allison fighting, right? I mean, oh, yeah. it has nothing exactly. to do, but you have to admit that that moved the needle. It, it, and this is what it's all about in every sport you go to. I mean, you think about the other night, the big catch in the World Series game, you know, that you know, allowed Houston to hold on and win that, that game. But whether it's a great golf shot on the PGA Tour it's an unbelievable dunk in basketball. You know, those moments excite and energize us each and every week. And, and we thrive off of that as, as a society. And it was this time was, well, I think NASCAR's moment to do that. And, you know, fortunately, it was a, I feel like a positive for the sport, not a negative. Yeah. And I just hope that everybody understands it. And especially when, when, you know, Ross says, look, you know, that was about a wild ride as I want to take. You know, that it got my attention. It rattled my, my insides. I mean, he's sitting there trying to keep his foot in the gas and make himself be smooth enough to get around that corner and not get in the wall too hard. I mean, all of this stuff happened. It, you can call it the luck of the Irish. You can call it, you know, divine in the intervention. But whatever it was, it's got everybody's attention, and it doesn't need to be dismissed. It needs to be applauded. And at the same time, you know, guys, I'm talking about drivers. Nobody's making you go up there and do it. And, and like you said, would it work in other places? Who knows? And it was, a, I think, a moment in time. And I always contend that whatever you can do to bring people to racing, to get their attention, maybe get them to the track, once they're there in person, they're going to get hooked. And so it's one of those things that I think brings it in. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this. Is NASCAR Championship Weekend. It's an opportunity to reflect back on a great season. It's an opportunity to look forward to some things that are happening. NASCAR's in one of those kind of tweener periods where you know, you're trying to hold on to that history and that legacy and and pay it its appropriate tribute but you're also trying to get new fans you're trying to head to the future you're trying to do new things and be innovative in a bunch of ways too and so you look at the clash at the coliseum that was one of those things totally different outside the box another from an event side attention getter people were like how could you even do that and then you look at you know just some of the attention and appreciation for the history of nascar and the tracks in north wilkesboro and a lot of the things that you've been in and around so and then of course next year the first street course ever in Chicago for the Cup Series. So I mean, share that if you can, Jeff. Just the way that NASCAR has this fine line. You got to hold on to that history. You got to look forward. You do, and I think right now we're in the best spot we've been in in, in, the, in the history of NASCAR because we are not stuck in our rut. We we we're up out of it, and we are trying some things to try to say, hey, we are still here. We still want to satisfy our grassroots fans. The people have been around since the beginning and, and have stuck with us through thick and thin. But we need to recruit some new ones. We need to get some of these kids in here. We need to get, you know, uh, different, you know, uh, generations interested so we can carry on into the future. And I think they've done an excellent job, you know, with the creation of this new car, 
as you've already pointed out, started off with the L.A. Coliseum. I'm sitting there thinking, what in the world are we doing? I mean, I just that's the old school coming out of me saying, what are we doing? Going to a quarter-mile racetrack? I mean, only the last place we raced around a Coliseum is up at Bowman Gray with Modifies. It was way back in the very beginning of the sport that we ran stock cars there. But that's what we needed. It's a way to reconnect the past to the future or the present. And let's go to the West Coast instead of the East Coast and do it out here. You know, just get out here in the middle of a, of a uh, here we are talking about NFL and what they're getting ready to do with their Super Bowl. We're going to get right in amongst them. We're going to run a race car, you know, stock car race. Just stand the road where they're getting ready to play a Super Bowl. So they were taking advantage, I think, of that and then introducing the idea of using concerts to help bring people in, new people in, to see what's going on here. And then with the new car, they put on a whale of a race. It was fun. It was exciting. And I think it was a great kickoff to what has now set up for end of the season and the championship round. I mean, it's uh, to me, it's it's going to be extra special because we got two guys who are experienced and former champions, and we got two young kids that have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And Chris Rebell, I don't want to leave him out of this thing because he had a walk-off at Martinsville, had to win that race to make it in, just like Chastain had to get the points to be able to qualify for this final round. And then, you know, Chase, one of the most popular drivers, and Joey Logano driving for the captain, you know, Roger Penske. I mean, they are the most methodical race team, I think, today in racing when it comes to just handling pressure and, and making, you know, good calls. All these things are contributing to what is going to be an interesting mix. The time flies with Jeff Hammond, and it was interesting to hear Joey Logano when the people presented him with the fact that he is the oldest driver in this championship four, and he was one of those guys, you know, that came in as one of the young guns and all that. And you know, time does fly, but it's great to see these young drivers fill in those gaps as we lost some of those legends a handful of years ago. No, you're right, and and you know the future is so bright with the drivers that are coming along, like Tyler Reddick for one. I mentioned Christopher oh, Bell, you know, nice. the, the rounds and the races he's won. Uh, no, this this is going. To, this is a uh, transitional period, and we've got exciting talent, you know, mixed in there with some of the veterans. And you still can't, you know, leave guys like Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin out, Mark Truex Jr. because they, they're not giving up. They're going to be back next year, and they're going to, uh, you know, be trying to to you know get either get their first championship or get a get a second. Just like these uh, guys are going for tomorrow. The sport has got a nice blend of experience and excitement when i talk about that i'm talking about the young kids just like ross chastain you don't know what to expect and and it it, you got to tune in if you want to see the next miracle oh hell i mean that's exactly it is must see tv and you know it always is because it's championship there's so much on the line but like you mentioned there are just so many other dynamics coming into play here that make it something you don't want to miss last thing oftentimes at championship weekend different announcements is again we look back and look forward and so we're doing a little bit of both with jimmy johnson coming in and partnering up on the ownership side with richard petty and you know because we all thought he was you know fully integrated over into the indycar side and he's had some success you know and i think for the 500 and I mean, there's some potential there, but he doesn't have a million years left to race and still that great legacy and love for NASCAR. Your thoughts when you saw that, does this make, does it make it better? Does it make it different? Does it matter? It does matter because you got two seven time champions partnering up, you know, with, with, a, a I consider an owner that is a unbelievably, you know, smart businessman and, and Maury Gallagher and his, you know, 
team manager and you know president of their race association or their race team, you know, Mike Beam of GMS. I think all of them together, they bring in a lot of desire, a very long term futuristic look at what the sport where the sport is going. And I think them partnering up like this, it's gonna give uh, GMS, you know, Petty, a, a long-term thing. Because let's face it, you know, Richard Petty, he is the king. He'll always be the king. But even kings, you know, will sooner or later, they'll leave us, and we're going to have to fill that void. And I think Jimmy Johnson is a guy that could step right in there and continue the legacy that, that Richard and his career has established within the sport. But I think also – with, with the determination, because I, I look at GMS and what they got done this year, uh, starting off with the first year in the Cup Series level and the success that they've had with Eric Jones and what they've been able to put mm-hmm. together, they probably were the furthest behind whenever we went to California earlier last year to run the first race. And they've been playing catch-up all along, but once they got it rolling, they've been very consistent, winning at, at uh, Darlington like they did. So many contributing factors, but here again, I think the sport of NASCAR is is looking 360 degrees compared to just one laser blinder type on uh, company today. They're looking anywhere and everywhere. What can we do next? I got so excited right there, but I get choked <laughs> up. But I, I just, I am, I am excited so much about what what direction we're going in the leadership at uh, NASCAR and the the brilliant ideas they're coming up with. And some of the new teams like Trackhouse and GMS, I mean, it's unbelievable, 2311. And when you can get talented drivers in there, they may not get all the headlines. They may not have that big history yet. But, you know, like your Christopher Bells and like your Tyler Reddicks and, and Eric Jones is, is a super talented driver. You look at what he's been able to accomplish with a lot of those kind of challenges and obstacles. I, I have to ask you a little bit about North Wilkesboro because this is something you've been a great ambassador for and champion for. And to see it not only – come to fruition, but like be so amazingly embraced, you know, I mean, the excite it's just, it's just nice to see you and I over the years have talked about how NASCAR needed to sort of crack the code and, and engage more with fans and bring more people back and all that. And what's great to see is that those fans were always there. They just need to be just energized. Oh, you're right. And, and the thing is, uh, when it comes to Wilkes County, uh, the folks in North Wilkesboro and, and the city of Wilkesboro, they they are so unique, and they were crushed whenever they closed that racetrack, and it's been in the dormant all this time. But as my former boss, Junior Johnson, said, you know, this, this racetrack is a grassroots racetrack. It is a foundation track when it comes to the history of NASCAR, and you always come back to your roots. And I think we've come full circle. Now we're going back there with an all-star event, and who knows what's going to happen after that. But that whole you know community has stepped up and, and worked their t- cans off and did everything they possibly could uh, to get NASCAR's attention and the folks at SMI, unfortunately, Marcus Smith and everyone, they recognized it along with Dale Earnhardt Jr. There is, there is such a force right now behind the rebirth of North Wilkesboro Speedway. It's, it's, it's almost unbelievable. I feel like that uh, on a, a second coming uh, is, is hard to do in this sport. But we're going to get an opportunity to see it. And I think that uh, people are going to be blown away with what they're going to see and what they're going to have uh, offered to them over the week of the All-Star event up there. All the work has been done and all the planning is still going on. 
I just hope everybody, you know, like I say, will get behind it and let them know that, look, we want this racetrack to be a part of our, not only history, but we want to be a part of our everyday, every year scheduling. I think there's so much great stuff can come out there because I think everybody from Bobby Labonte and Ryan Newman, guys who've raced up there since uh, they had the uh, little trials with the late models as well as the modified, everybody has said the same thing. Don't we need, we need to get back there. Don't touch this racetrack. This is the kind of racetrack that us, us drivers love. So mm-hmm. I think the character that's there and I think we're, we're ready for, uh, for it to be rock and roll time up there in May. Wow. It's just, it's so exciting to see because it's one of those things that you have been such a big part of and so behind. And then to see it like come to life and in the biggest way, it's just, you know, you mentioned getting NASCAR's attention that while well, that is, that has happened. So it's just, it's just so cool. I think for fans to be able to engage and even new fans, right? To get in there and kind of get that glimpse into that amazing history at the same time as they're experiencing all the excitement of all the, all the new exciting experiences and events. I think it comes full circle. I think it's one big thing. So Jeff, I'll let you get back to it. I know you got a lot going on this weekend as well, but. For those people who want to keep up with all your social media, I know you're regularly on SiriusXM and PRN and all that. Like, where can they go? No, just go to Facebook or check me out on Twitter, Hollywood Jeff. Uh, you know, we try to keep people updated as best we can. And, you know, I had a lot of fun this year, you know, traveling around. Just uh, recently, I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee with Ray Everham and Donnie Allison doing a car show over there from Meacham. And, you know, just opportunities like that to get out and to interact with the fans. I was at Martinsville the weekend. Uh, last weekend, uh, really enjoyed that. I mean, the fans up there, I mean, that place right there was, you know, standing room only. Again, thank you, fans, because they're the ones that are making, you know, this year, this season so special. Uh, we're finally, I think, you know, getting beyond the COVID situation and with the new car and all these new kids coming in and the, the old guys battling with new kids. We haven't even touched on this. 19 different winners, and we still got one race to go. <laughs> I mean, we could easily have 20 different winners wow. uh, in this season, which is unheard of. And when you think about it like this, yep. on average, we've had 36 cars at a racetrack every week. So that means well over half of the, the, the guys in the garage have had the experience to go to victory lane. And trust me, this is something I'm very well versed in. There's nothing like winning a, a stock car race at the cup level. It is rarefied air. There are so many drivers who are even considered great drivers that never get there to see that and have the fans of those drivers and those teams experience that victory right along with them is exciting. And Jeff, as you get out there and you're excited to get out to the tracks and see the people, you know the people are so excited to see you as well. And so looking forward to more opportunities for that coming up next year as well. And thanks so much for everything you're doing for the sport. And thanks for jumping on the show today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to, you know, the catch up with you and share with your fans and listeners. And, uh, again, I feel like I'm one of the blessed ones. I have, you know, walked, uh, I like to say in racing's promised land and experienced a lot of uh, really wonderful things and met a lot of great people, not only in the competitive side, but along the way, the fans, the sponsors that go along with it. Uh, it's a, it's a great, it's a great world. It really is when it comes to, you know, motorsports and, and NASCAR. It's going to be a great championship Sunday and a great year next year. And uh, thanks again, Jeff. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you very much. And yes, please call me back.